You're listening to Real Paranormal Talk with Jeff Trelowitz, part of CKCC Radio. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Podbean. And now your host, Jeff Trelowitz. And welcome back to episode number 35 of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. As always, we are the home of all things spooky when it comes to CKCC Radio. My name is Jeff. Uh... Early in the run of this podcast, we did a uh, basically a month-long tribute to uh, UFOs and aliens. And, well, I think we're going to talk a little bit more about this again. Because, once again, our government has admitted they have caught footage of a UFO. And, again, not necessarily an alien UFO, but something that they cannot explain. And so, this came out just a few days ago. As you may remember, we discussed this recently as well. But yes, our Pentagon has come out and said as of just a couple of days ago, uh, looks like it was published on the 16th, that the Navy once again caught a triangle-shaped flying something. Again, I'm not going to call it a saucer. I don't know what it is, to be honest, but Sue Gao, a spokesman for the Pentagon, confirmed to CNN that images and footage of a blinking triangular object in the sky along with other UAPs, which they are calling as unidentified aerial phenomena as a way of not saying UFO, but I mean, come on, let's call it what it is that were categorized as a sphere, acorn, and metallic blimp were taken by Navy personnel back in 2019. Gao told CNN that the Defense Department would not comment further on the nature of the footage or share any examination into them. And I quote, To maintain operation security and to avoid disclosing information that may be useful to potential adversaries, the DOD does not discuss publicly the details of either the observations or the examinations of reported incursions into our training ranges or designated airspaces, including those incursions initially designed as a UAP. You may remember that last April, the Pentagon released three videos of UAPs taken back in 2004 and 2015 that included audio of the pilots amazed at the speed of the objects that they were seeing. You could hear them clearly saying, look at that thing, dude, and one dude going, it's rotating. Obviously, these pilots have seen a lot of things over the years. When you are trained to fly in military planes, you see a lot. And to be that amazed by something tells you exactly how strange and how confusing those items that they must have been seeing were, because you can hear the disbelief in their voices. They're not trained actors that are going to be like, oh, let me fake this. No. What they were seeing and how it was portrayed in their voice, you can tell they have no clue what they're looking at. The release of this footage kicked off federal interest in investigating UAPs and UFOs. In August, the Defense Department created a UAP task force, which, by the way, government if you're listening if you need somebody with a little bit of experience on that uap task force hit your boy up that's me so they created a uap task force following pressure from congressional lawmakers 
In December, Congress passed its government funding bill that included a directive to the National Intelligence Director and Defense Secretary to release a report on UAP in six months' time. So I guess that would be what we are, what they are doing now. I mean, it's a little bit more than six months, but close enough. You'll also remember that last month, Donald Trump's former intelligence director, John Ratcliffe, teased the contents of the report, telling Fox News that the document would include sightings from all around the world. Frankly, there's a lot more sightings than have been made public. It definitely seems like there has been a rash of sightings of UAPs or UFOs or whatever you want to call them. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. You you can call it either one. I guess I'm partial to UFO only because, you know, that's what I'm familiar with. But hey, UAP works as well. For example, uh, back in February of this year, a pilot at an altitude of 37,000 feet reported seeing a large... Uh, object that almost looked like a cruise missile type of thing moving really fast over the top of them according to published audio. American Airlines confirmed that the radio transmission came from flight 2292. The FAA a few days later did release a statement saying a pilot reported seeing an object over New Mexico shortly after noon local time on Sunday February 21st. FAA air traffic controllers did not see anything in the radar on their radar scopes but obviously the pilot saw something that he felt the need to uh, comment on. So, you know, again, there's just there seems to be a rash of sightings over the last couple of years. And uh, I'm all for it because, again, I, I am a big believer in UFOs and UAPs and aliens and extraterrestrials and whatever else you want to call them. And now I want to talk about two sightings that occurred in Chicago uh, roughly two years apart. So we're going to go back to August 21st, 2004. A triangle formation of reddish lights were seen at low to Im immediate altitudes by hundreds of witnesses on three separate occasions in late 2004 and early 2005, producing multiple videos, photos, and mainstream local news coverage over two suburbs of Chicago, Illinois. The objects maneuvered slowly within a busy airspace near O'Hare International Airport. The incident was investigated by MUFON, which means the Mutual UFO Network, and reported widely in metropolitan media. Again, the fact that this is being reported in the media tells you something, because, let's be honest, if you said to your friend, hey, I think I saw a UFO, sadly, I think most people would consider you crazy if you admitted that. I personally, I've admitted I've seen a UFO, and I always get strange looks. I've seen a couple of things that, again, I can't quite explain in the sky. It's not a plane, it's not a you know, weather balloon. I'm not automatically saying it's a UFO, even though I kind of am. But you always get strange looks. So the fact that they're actually talking about it on local news, and again, now that the media and the government are saying, hey, yeah, there's something else out there, that actually gives me a lot of hope. So I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. And now I'm going to do something that I actually have not really done on this podcast before because I'm going to play a piece of audio for you that is not mine. Uh, 
This is the second case out in Chicago that occurred uh, in November 7th, 2006. At approximately 4.30 p.m. on November 7th, federal authorities at Chicago O'Hare International Airport, again, see, there it is again, received a report that a group of 12 airport employees were witnessing a metallic saucer-shaped craft hovering over C gate C-17. And I actually have found audio of a conversation from secure from the airport to security on that. So I want to share that with you now. I think it's an interesting conversation. So here we go. This story got so much traction that it was covered on CNN, MSNBC, CBS News. I mean, just hearing some of the details about it, the witnesses say it hovered above, uh, hovered for about five minutes before shooting upward, where it broke into the, a hole in the clouds enough that pilots and mechanics could see the blue sky. The news report became the most read story on the Chicago Tribune's website to the. To, the, to this day and actually made international news. However, because the UFO was not seen on radar, the FAA called it a weather phenomenon and declined to investigate because, of course, they did. I mean, I'm glad at least they didn't try to use the same excuse of it was a weather balloon. I'm looking at you, Roswell. Another very cool UFO story takes us back to 2004. On November 14, 2004, the USS Princeton, part of the USS Nimitz Carrier Strike Group, noted an unknown craft on radar 100 miles off the coast of San Diego. For two weeks, the crew had been tracking objects that appeared at 80,000 feet and then seemed to plummet to hover right above the Pacific Ocean. They decided to send out two F-18F fighter jets from the aircraft Nimitz and what they saw appeared to be churning water with the shadow of an oval shaped underneath the surface. Then, in a few moments, a white tic-tac-shaped object appeared above the water. It had no visible markings to indicate an engine, wings, or windows, and infrared monitors didn't reveal any exhaust. Black Aces Commander David Fravor and uh, Lieutenant Commander Jim Slate of the Strike Fighter Squadron 41 attempted to intercept the craft, but it accelerated away, re reappearing on radar 60 miles away. It moved three times the sound of speed and more than twice the speed of these fighter jets. I mean, that's just absolutely incredible if you think about it. You think about the technology that our government has, and they could not keep up with whatever they caught that day. I would love to have, you know, experienced that, but I think it would have also been uh, completely mind-blowing, which, again, is not necessarily a bad thing. So that's going to wrap up this discussion on some other UFO stories. Let me know again what you think. Am I the only one that believes in UFOs? I hope I'm not. I know 
I mean, I know I'm not, but just let me know what you think about UFOs. Do you believe that we are alone in this universe? Um, last time I did a random UFO or random ghost story, and I think I want to make this a a uh, a reoccurring segment where I just I find a random story that I like as far as the paranormal. So I found one, and since we're we're talking a lot about Chicago, this story to me absolutely kind of creeps me out, but also I think is amazing. Uh, in Chicago, there is a cemetery called the Graceland Cemetery. It's one of Chicago's oldest graveyards and boasts several hauntings. The most famous is the spirit of Inez Clark. Inez was just a couple days shy of her seventh birthday when she was struck by lightning at a family picnic. Her parents, distraught over the loss, had a life-size statue of the child erected at the graveyard. The statue is enclosed in glass, protecting it from the elements. And yet, on rainy nights when thunder is rolling, the statue reportedly disappears from the glass box and a young girl can be seen roaming the cemetery grounds. So, I mean, I'm nowhere near Chicago, but if I was and I heard that there was a storm coming, I am the type of person that would go to this uh, Graceland Cemetery to try to photograph or get proof of this haunting. So, again... You know, maybe it's just urban legend, um, but you never know. So that is going to wrap up this edition of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. As always, my name is Jeff. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, I was hoping to have a guest on this week. Uh, our schedules did not match up as could happen. You know, real life happens. So I'm going to try to get her on for next week instead. So... We shall see. In the meantime, don't forget to check out the other great shows here on CKCC Radio. And in the meantime, have a good one, everybody. Take it easy.